Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there. Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm your host, Lydia Pierre, CEO of Pierre Branding Group and the Corporate Socialite. And I'm here with the amazing Mia Moran. She is the founder of Plan Simple, and she is here to help make people's lives a lot more simpler. Hi, Mia. Hi, how are you today? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm so good. And I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here because, of course, we all want to find ways to simplify our lives because it could get so overwhelming and so just crowded and so busy. And being able to just find space and time for ourselves is so important. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that Plan Simple is and how did you get started? All right. So for first of all, for anyone listening who's like not quite sold on the idea that they want life simpler, keep listening because we'll get into that more. But it's fun. It's interesting. Like not all of us like actually really want ease and simplicity because we've been conditioned to think that it's better to be busy and keep pushing. So we'll get into that. But Absolutely. let me start off with where I am. <laughs> so I'm Mia and I'm a I'm a productivity coach. And I just really believe that there is, especially for entrepreneurs, there really is like a balanced, better way. And I just noticed when I, I've always been an entrepreneur, but I, I noticed after having three kids that I was like gravitating back to this way that I thought it was supposed to be. Cause that was sort of the picture that was painted for me. And I'm just passionate that we can have it all. We can have our health, we can have our businesses, we can be parents. We can do what we need for our parents. Like we can have great relationships. We just need a way how, a a way to do that. And that is what we do around here. That is amazing because like you said, in the beginning, we are conditioned to think that the way of life is to be super busy, not have time for anyone. And that just means that you're progressing or that you're successful, right? Like that's the, that's the mantra is like, I'm so busy. I got this. Oh my God. Um, But it's not like that at all, huh? Yeah, no. And and then we burn out. Right. And and that causes way more chaos to our career than doing some simple things along the way. So, yeah, so there, we don't need to do that. So if, right. I, if I have any lesson that I hope to pass on to the world, it's that we can we can have it all, but we don't have to do it in a way that burns us out. Yes. It doesn't have to be so complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Mia, how did you come to this epiphany? What was it for you that brought you to this place where you're like, you know what? I need a sim- more simple way of living. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, by trade, it's funny. I I'm, I'm more similar to you. I'm a design. I was a designer by trade. I owned a big design company and, um, for 15 years. And while I had that, I had three kids who are now teenagers, but at the time that they were all under five, I had three kids under five. I remember this day when I was like, you know, really thinking I was really like in the balance and like not understanding why I, like, I had always wanted three kids. I had, 
always wanted to be my own boss. Like I had found graphic design, gone to college. Like I had done all the, like I had, I checked up all the boxes I married and I'm still happily married to the guy I met in high school. We had bought an apartment. Like I had literally checked up all the boxes of all the magazines I had ever read. <laughs> and I just had this one day where I looked across the, my desk at this stack of coffee cups and just had this like major wake up call to the fact that first of all, how could I have gotten anything done if I had gone to Starbucks seven times? And second of all, like I had been promised that caffeine would give me a lot of energy and I was exhausted and I had had seven cups of coffee. And it was just this moment where I admitted to myself that I was miserable and I felt awful that I could possibly be miserable when I had all the things I had ever wanted. And it was kind of like I had given myself permission. And at the time, the thing that was most like, visible on the outside that I could like connect to it. You know, I know more now looking back, but was that the fact that I had gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies. So it was just this choice to change. And that led me to really overhauling my health as a person who didn't know how to cook, didn't know what kale was like, I didn't know anything. Um, but everything really lined up for me the second I made the choice. So that was sort of step one. Step two was I had this amazing health transformation, which we, you know, is all over the place that we probably don't need to get into that on this podcast, but I had an amazing health transformation that was really surprising to me. Um, and I wanted to document that. So I ended up, um, actually I started off with an expensive hobby, but it led to a book. And so I wrote a book as a, for someone who was dyslexic. So that was kind of like thing two that like I, I took on that felt really impossible, but I I did it. And then with the book, it became a bestseller. And I was like, how do I do what a bestselling author is supposed to do with three little children? And so I ended up taking them out of school for a year and going on this like big book tour before COVID obviously. And I just, I looked back at these three things and really wanted to distill what I had done that had made that possible because it seemed pretty impossible before I did any of those things that I would be able to do it. And then lo and behold, while I was on the book tour telling women in California who've had green smoothies for way longer before I had my health epiphany um, and didn't need to know about farmer's markets and all these things that I had written about but they still weren't doing it. And so I was like, what is this thing? Like, how am I able to like, what is the, why am I spending time and able to almost, it felt sometimes like I was bending time. Mm. What is that? And so that started this whole discovery for me around productivity. And it's when I stepped into becoming a coach and shifted from being the CEO of a design company into this, this other company. So that's sort of the backstory of how it came to be. That is amazing. And I love how what you did was give yourself permission yeah, to be able to see what it was you were actually, how you saw yourself for real at that moment, being authentic and real with yourself. Because, I mean, a lot of us are face to, afraid to face ourselves in the mirror in that way and really see us looking back at us. And it's not a, hap- a version of ourselves that we're happy with yeah. and being able to make that decision because nothing happens until you make a decision, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's funny. It's like the the thing I lead with on planning is, you know, we we have all these ideas about how planning takes away freedom, but actually all it is, is making decision. It's just mm-hmm. making decisions in advance of the moment. Like it's, you're just, it's just a series of choices. And to me, that's like the most powerful thing that we have right. as humans is the ability to make choices. Especially absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And even, even the choice to not make a decision is a decision. Yeah, exactly. It's 100%, 100%. Or to ask for help or whatever. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, so how did you start when it comes to planning? How would you tell someone to really start, sit down? And because, you know, we all have lists. We have lists that we never get to. And sometimes the list in itself becomes part of the list to do. <laughs> so yeah. how do we get started when it comes to planning? Yeah. To make our lives simple. Yeah. So actually, I think that the list is like a woman's conundrum or, you know, the feminine conundrum. Like it is the thing that actually took our productivity away almost. Um, and so there's this piece before the list and after the list that I think is really important in bringing together to become like a productive whole that feels really a balance between the masculine and the feminine energy or being and doing, you know, cause we spend a lot of time in doing and not being. So for me, um, one of the most important pieces in, you know, making those initial big things was really going out into the future and. And especially like having little children, but for most of us, like, even if we're looking at the pandemic or the current state of our finances, like maybe we have like a really big goal, but like you couldn't, we, we haven't been taught that we could do that in a year. So a lot of times we're, we're thinking through what we might be able to do in a year, but when we go out five years for most of us, like that's freeing enough that like more is possible. And so I love going out farther and like, you can literally do this by setting a timer on your phone and closing your eyes. And just like, if you can just quiet everything down and be like, where am I? Like, just look at a day, an ideal day, five years from now, and just start to imagine it in your, in your head and eventually get it down on paper. But it starts with like, just seeing the vision. And a lot of times we can free ourselves up from some of our own limiting beliefs by just going out a little bit farther, right? Because in, in a year we bring in a lot more limiting beliefs. So going out a little bit farther, like not so far that there's like time travel, but far <laughs> enough out that like you can make the money, you can get healthy, you can do all the things. Uh, your kids aren't, you know, are in a different stage. Your parents are a different stage, whatever, like just go that far out. Um, and then once you sort of really get an idea, like you, you kind of have to like let that in and, and it's not like you're making it up. Like when you have an idea, like a lot of most entrepreneurs I know will say like, I just feel like I'm meant to like write a New York times bestseller. I feel like I'm meant to have a Ted talk. And I don't think that's by accident. I think that that is that, that, that vision, right? right? It's just, it's hard to understand where that sits in time. So just going out and allowing that to be the vision and bring it in. And then asking ourselves, okay, and this is the feminine piece. So a man literally is resets every 24 hours. Like literally that's how his physiology is. And a lot of our planning systems and productivity systems assume that. So they assume that, um, that we reset every day, but a woman doesn't, a woman is on a longer cycle, literally. Right. So whether that's, you know, even women, even after they stop, their menstrual cycles will say that like it goes, it goes farther. But even if you're a man listening, like the way that we operate, there's just different seasons, right? So like, for example, if you have children, you know, that there's a difference in your life, in your productivity between like the summer season when kids aren't in school and the fall and winter season when kids are in school, or sometimes you have different health seasons. Like Maybe you have a, a season where you're low energy and a season where you're higher energy. You can see how this then translates back to women too, right? Like, right. and so what I love to do is look at a 90 day season, like 90 days ish. Like it's not a, I don't feel like 90, 90 days is a perfect science, but just like look out at the next couple of weeks because 
usually we can, we can really gauge what's going on. Like, is it a time of a lot of travel? Is it a time when we're going to a lot of conferences? Is it is a time when, you know, maybe it's the winter and like, we're really creative or it's the summer and we really need to be talking to people. And so you can look at that goal that's five years out. I'm just going to use the book. Like, let's say I want to have a best-selling book and there's lots of different steps to do that. Right. Like you, this is what you do. Like you might have to grow your audience. Right. Um, But if you're in the season of like, I just want to hunker down and be creative, it might be a better time to write an outline. And if you're in the season when like, you just want to talk to everyone, grow your audience. And so a lot of times I think we're, when we start pushing, we're not like responding to actually where we are. So we're not, we're not really, we're not letting ourselves be informed by our future self, which I think knowing that vision does. And then we're not being honest with where we are now either. And so it ends up being just this like, yeah. And it's, it's just this Jenga board of like taking all the shiny objects. Cause if you want to write a book and you just take in all the shiny objects, like you can keep yourself pretty darn busy with all the things you're supposed to do. But when you're more operating from the inside out, you're just trusting your intuition. You're trusting that the book is going to happen. You're trusting that these, all these, all these steps and you're, and you're honoring where you are right now and starting with where you are. So that's kind of like the gist of the big picture of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is where the list comes in. So it's like, it's like honoring your intuition, higher power, whatever you want to call it. God, like everybody will have a different word for what that is, but like honoring that picture that's coming in, honoring the season that you're in getting it out of your head and onto paper. So that's sometimes where the lists come in. Some people might be journalers, but for most of us, that ends up being like a to-do list of things, right? So getting it, always getting it out of our head and onto paper. So if you're not a to-do list writing person, definitely do that step, get it out of your head and onto paper because swirling in our head is definitely crazy making. But the thing that a lot of us do is then we leave it there. And the thing is, is that when we get a big idea, our, our mind already assumes it's done. And then we come in and are like, what are you talking about? Of course, it's not done. In fact, it's stressful. And, you know, my mom is sick and I have this, you know, other project that I'm doing and blah, 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 blah. Like we have a thousand reasons why we can't do it. And it's true because it's like on this list and our brain doesn't understand time in that way. So it just thinks that everything on the list should either be done or be done like in the next hour. And so where we, and so, and everything I've talked about so far is a very, our very feminine qualities. So tapping into our intuition, journaling, all that's very feminine where we need to meet that with how it's sort of always been the masculine. So, you know, everybody can take what you do and like take the partner piece, you know, cause everyone listening might do different pieces of this. We need to take that list and put it, we do need to get it into time. So, so when we just have lists, we're always going to be an overwhelm because it's never going to be done. But the second that we put that book into time and we're like, okay, like this is going to be the season of connections. And then this is going to be the season of writing. That's sort of like from a high level. If we did, we're doing that on a weekly basis, it would be like, okay, this is my week. Like this is going to be the moment when I'm focused on social media. This is going to be the time when I'm doing client work, whatever, like we, we figure it out, but we have to get it into time. And the weird thing is, is that most people, when they take their dreams and they put them into time, it's actually a huge relief because it is actually, you you can see that it will happen. Whereas a lot of us spend years swirling in this idea of like, how am I going to make this happen? And we're not taking action because we're, we're not moving. And so 
So it's, it's this, it's this dance between the two things and always making the time to be in that dreaming being energy, because that's really what activates the ability to show up and do right. So the way I just explained it, you're taking some time up front to think about five years, but I do that on a, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a daily basis, just, you know, in smaller increments of time, it's like every week I plan my week and I recommit to it and I re allow the downloads to happen. And I, um, you know, reconnect to why I'm doing it all. And then I, I, you know, I either assure that it's in the right places or I move it around in time so that it's responding to my week. And I do that every night before bed. So it's like this constant dance between the dream and the day, the dream and the day. It's like this dance. Right. Right. So a a big part of that sounds like it's about allowing yourself to do that stuff, like, and and not seeing as not being productive, understanding that it is part of the process, whether you do it now or later, you would have to do it. It's just maybe it's better to do it up front and do the dreaming and the visioning and all of that, because at some point in the journey or in that five year time that you gave yourself, you would have to do it anyway. So yeah. why not do it? And that's it the, I think that's the hardest part. And like, I don't think I've ever had a moment myself or worked with a client who didn't like who, when they actually made the time to just be and to quiet down and slow things down and clear their calendar or like actually go on vacation or actually take that Saturday off instead of, you know, catching up on what they thought they were behind on or whatever. Like the more we do that and the more we tap into our wisdom, like time starts to bend, but we have to take that first step of doing it. Like I haven't met a person who that didn't work for. It's just, it's, it's hard. Like it's, it's not how we're conditioned to believe works. Like literally busy as a badge of honor. I think that's like a thing. (laughs) That's a meme. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. And it's unfortunate because, and, and it, like you said, it takes, it's almost like it takes away from our time by even trying to allow ourselves because we're trying to process the fact that this is okay. It's okay. It's okay. like giving the space where you're trying to learn to give yourself permission. You're actually re- taking away from the time that you could just be envisioning and just dreaming. Like you saying, like exploring that daydream. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, so with, with all of that said, and then allowing yourselves in those moments, like, okay, so if it's creative time and you feel the unction or the that you feel prompted to do the creative thinking or you feel prompted to do the actual writing and just allowing yourselves whenever it comes to do it. So you're saying that the giving yourself that five year time frame kind of frees you up to see that it's all happening within the same time. Is that what it is? Yeah, it allows you, it, it takes the pressure off of you. So like, So there's like a thousand different ways to create a book, right? Like there's so many different paths, like anything that like so many, not anything, but so many things that a good, like somebody who's really good at it teaches will get you there. Right. But there might be your path. And so it's just slowing down enough to really understand what your path is so that you're not on somebody else's path. And I think that's why 
you know, at that time at my desk with all the coffee cups, I was so miserable is because at that moment I was living out like the dream, whatever that is from like a whole bunch of magazines and sex in the city. Like it wasn't, you know, like it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't my dream. Like if there was pieces of it that I loved and I'm still grateful for, but, but it wasn't exactly where I was supposed to go. So it was starting to deplete me. Right. Um, and so I think that it's only by like just pausing mindfully every once in a while that we can do that. And the other thing that happens when we go, go, go is we don't allow ourselves the time to process like emotion. So mm-hmm. we might be really frustrated at something we're working on, or it might be like trauma, like it literally might bring up trauma or like so many people have trauma around money, right? Like you're all around helping people scale and make money. And so many people have limiting beliefs around money, yet we don't give ourselves time to work through that. And to me, that's a piece of sort of this more, you know, spiritual being work is like really processing all those things because we could push for 30 years, but we could also, you know, tap into somebody's meditation practice for 10 minutes a day and enjoy ourselves and overcome it in a month while we're taking action, you know, like, so I just feel like there's, that there's so much wisdom in slowing down to be and, and creating the space to do that. Wow. Wow. So how would someone, so, so talk to me about your typical clients, right. Or the people that you work with, what do they, what, what makes them feel as if they can finally stop and even come to you and like, oh man, I need to get this support system in place. Well, so here's one of the little problems that I think, I mean, I think at some point we have to look at what's happening to men and women. I happen to be a specialist on what's happening with women, but I think that, you know, just as women are doing more work, making more money, And, you know, men are going to like, there's, there's changes that we're all having to make that are hard. Like, so I don't, I don't want to make it sound like this is just like poor women. Cause I I don't think that's true at all. I think it's, it's hard for a man to stay home. Like it's equally as hard because we've created this like thing, right. It's how it's supposed to be. Right. And so it's, it's really about, um, you know, I think that moment where I decided I think that's a really individual moment. I think we all have to decide, like we all have to decide that I want it to be different. I want to have this. I want to be able to create this. Like there is some piece that we actually have to individually decide in order to be able to take action. But I think what's happened in our our world, and you know, if you're listening and you're part of a world that's more um, connective and supportive. That's amazing. But a lot of us end up operating alone and that's not how we were meant to operate as humans. And so, and sometimes because of how we're made as humans and and like the fight and flight instinct that comes from when we were running away from lions kicks in. Sometimes the people who love us the most actually try to protect us from growing the most, not because they don't want us to make more money or do more things, but because they want us to be safe because that's human yes. instinct. Yeah. So the reason that I think it's it's helpful and why people come in is because they've made a choice and they're really clear they want it, but they, they need more support and community and structure. So support from people, but also support from like a process, like their planning in itself is a support. Um, and just a container to make, you know, 
to keep going. A lot of people who come into my world will tell me that they've bought, and this is my story too. So I, I laugh at it with humility and humor is that, uh, you know, they bought like four planners this year, right? Cause like every time they mess up, they just go buy another one in the way that the system works right now. I feel like Staples has a back to school one and a new year one. And a, like, now you can have an 18 month plan and now you can have a like, whatever. So it's like very easy to find a planner to start whenever you want. Okay. Um, so we keep restarting. And so it's more like, maybe we don't have to do it all alone. Maybe, you know, maybe, and there's so many communities for so many different things. Mine just happens to be around supporting women who, who really want to follow through on a desire. Um, so, so find it wherever you can, but, but I think it's so helpful to, to find that community, to find that circle, especially I would say for women, I think men seek it out a little bit more naturally and actually weirdly open up a little bit more sometimes than women do. We hold, I think we hold a lot very, um, tight because everything is so new to us, like money, entrepreneurship, like being a breadwinner as a woman, like all of these are very new. Like even, you know, my mom couldn't get a bank account until after I was born. Like it wasn't legal for a woman to get a bank account until fairly recently, like without having a man or a dad or somebody signed for it. Wow. Wow. Right. So it's like, so I, I just think like it, it, we just don't have to do it alone. And, and we've, we've created this society where, where we, we isolate ourselves and, especially right now, right? Like, so not only did, was it like this before COVID, I think that COVID really amplified right. the idea of like living in a silo and just doing it all and, you know, doing it that way. But but at the same time, it simultaneously gave us this false sense of connectivity. Yes. Everyone's on social media, everyone's on Zoom. So people yes. think that they're connecting, but they're not in a yeah. sense. It's yeah, just, and, and women, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, for, for anybody. So anyone who relates to this, for some people, I think it's just really harder to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, and, and you can't, there, there's a time, you know, if we're talking about building a business, there's a moment where you like literally can't do it alone. Right. Like literally. you need help. Like you, you need an assistant, you need someone organizing projects. You need someone dealing with sale. Like if you're going to scale, you, you, you just literally can't be a, a one person show. Yeah. And I, I find that that's the same with, I mean, if, if we're looking at what a lot of peop, people end up taking on of balancing entrepreneurship and like wanting to have a, a really like rich family life and still wanting to stay healthy. Like if we're going to have all these things, each one of those is essentially like what we used to call a job. And so it's like, we can't do all that alone. We can't, like, it's just impossible. We're, we're literally rewriting how we live right now. And you just can't do that in a bubble by yourself. So that's exactly. that's the long answer of, of, of why people come into our world. <laughs> well, that's amazing. So with after the why, how do they come into your world? What's the best way for someone to connect with you who's listening, who wants to be able to simplify their life a bit more and just want to break out that monotony of being busy, 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 busy? Yeah. So um, if you come to our website, which is plansimple.com, we have a free course that's called From Overwhelm to Ease. And I think that that is a fantastic place to start. Um, and that's sort of the, it's sort of the why behind our daily practice. So it leads to our daily practice, but it's really fueled with like, like our daily practice might look a lot like a calendar if you were to just look at the piece of paper, but when you consider all that's behind it, it becomes a very different process. So that's, that's what the free course is and, and sort of that's the best way. And I also have a podcast, which 
hopefully I'll convince you to be on someday. <laughs> and um, yeah, then, and I like to say I'm on Instagram. I'm trying my hardest um, to be there as often as possible. Now that we have a team, it's much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so plansimple.co on Instagram as well. But the course really feels like a really great entry point into our, our world, because this is one thing I will say about that whole, again, circling back to where we started, you know, from overwhelm to ease, you'd think that everybody would choose ease over overwhelm, but it's not like, actually we, it sounds really good when you say it out loud, but the second you get into choosing, it's like much easier to choose a networking lunch than giving yourself an hour to meditate. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just much easier to sort of buffer that time and actually keep yourself in overwhelm than to do that meaningful being work sometimes just yeah. because of what we're used to. Yeah. Um, and so the, we we start by really looking at that and really coming into like really honoring the relationship we have with each of those words, because that's where we need to sort of start in order to, you know, let things, let things calm down and become a little bit more free. Free, freeing for us. Yeah. yeah. And let go of the anxiety behind it because there's a lot yeah. of anxiety associated with the idea of having to be so busy and overwhelmed. It's like, yeah. it's almost like you're comfortable there. We've gotten so comfortable. It's, it's I'm so comfortable. So it's definitely yeah. it's easier. It's definitely easier to stay there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's not life-giving. And you know, once, once, once you hit burnout, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. And then by that time you, by the time you're there, it's already, it's not, I'm not going to say it's too late, but it feels as if it is, you don't know what to do at that point. Now you really feel alone because you've created the space where you've isolated yourself. You feel like you don't have anyone to talk to. And it's all in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> like the support is there. The help is there. You just have to ask yeah. someone. And that that's the beginning. So the beginning step is to go to plansimple.com <laughs> and ask for help and go look at the, go to the course, take one of the courses. And that way you'll be able to get a, an idea of what this world is about and how you can be able to get the support system that you need to make your life more simple and to wrap your mind around the idea that it's okay to be at ease. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Imagine what our, what the world will be like if we're all a little bit more, just a little bit more at ease, yes. you know? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. It's so important. It is. It really, really is. So absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mia. This information was so great. I mean, even for myself, I'm still in that space myself where I'm trying to learn how to be comfortable with ease. <laughs> um, and it is a struggle. So I thank you so much. And I'm going to take that, that course myself. Oh, good. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So that I could be able to um, not only give you feedback on it, but to also be able to start my second, because there's levels to this, right? Mia, let's be yeah, honest. Oh my gosh. I, I'm <laughs> definitely, I am definitely still on the journey every week. I'm like, really? Yes. Are you kidding me? Like, this is what's next. Like, right. yeah, like it's definitely, it's definitely a journey, but the second you really embrace it, um, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. So Absolutely. So with that said, um, it's very important that you have people who are mentors, guides, supports, coaches, all of that along the journey. Absolutely. And, and me is definitely one of those people who could be there for you on that journey to help get you to that next level um, so that you could be able to start living a life of ease, of simplicity, and just being able to just daydream a little bit more. <laughs> Oh, good. Absolutely. So again, visit plansimple.com to get information about that um, and also to see more about Flow 365, um, as well as the other great programs that Mia and her team have put together to help you have a more simple life. (laughs) Thank you again, Mia, so much. Any last words? 
No, I'm just going to leave you with something that I share with a lot of clients, which is that we said that all planning was with deciding, but I like to think of planning as it's a gift from our past self to our future self so that when we arrive, we can just be in the now. So it, even though sometimes people think that it takes them out of the flow of being able to decide, it actually really allows for presence presence at like being on a podcast or giving a presentation or doing your social media for the week. Like it allows you to really be present in whatever it is that you're doing. So in, in, in that sense, planning is really freedom creating. That's awesome. Wow. Planning is really, really freedom creating. Yeah. That is amazing. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to definitely take that to heart as well (laughs) and be more diligent with my planning and allowing myself to be able to live in the moment because I've planned around it. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Anti-intuitive, I know, but it is true. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Mia. And again, visit plansimple.com to get more information on how you can get started on a more simple life. All right. So that's all we have today. See you next time on Leaders on the Rise. Thank you. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag LeadersOnTheRise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandinggroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.